So it's now presumed by law in Canada that any um, text messages, let's just say, like records, but let's any just say text messages for simplicity, any communications in the possession of the accused that wants a, that's not through Crown Disclosure, although there's some exceptions there now apparently too, is presumed to be inadmissible because it's likely prejudicial to the complainant and is going to violate her dignity. I'm going to have a rant about this later. Yeah, it's going to so. violate her dignity you hate and dignity. privacy rights. So just to slow it down, we've only done this, it's what, 40 episodes and 33 episodes. So in Canada, thanks to Justin Trudeau and a justice minister from some time ago, new legislation came in after the Gomeshi case that any record in the possession of an accused, text message, email, photograph, whatever, everything, if we want to introduce it in a trial. Presumed inadmissible. In a sexual assault trial, it's inadmissible. Because it doesn't get in either. unless we bring a motion disclosing everything and trying to establish why it's relevant and why it's not prejudicial and why it doesn't hurt privacy rights and all that other bullshit. Even if it's unrelated to any sex, anything whatsoever. But what is sexual, something of a sexual nature? This so is we're going to focus dispute, on this for a moment. But, right? but so you raised, as you're introducing this, you raised... I like little... how we all get so upset we're all putting our hands up. Yeah, my blood pressure will forever be high about this well some of the arguments we read are just kind of insane so for context and why we're this incensed two examples of things that we were told we're going to violate the dignity rights okay but set this up slowly Shh, slowly set it up so there's an application we had messages because we're trying to lay out the actual relationship between our client the accused and the complainant who says she was sexually assaulted, who really had the hots for her client. And they had a long-term five, six-month relationship. And they went out and did stuff. But they never had sex. But on the night of this date, they wound up having sex. And sometime afterwards, she claimed it was sexual assault. Miraculously, With when he left the, left the city. Yeah, without even visiting her before he left. He was just but, a bit insensitive. But she... Bye. And then he gets charged so with sex So the setup... Assault. So all of this evidence but has all to the be messages, grounded. All the messages, all the communications, all the time that they spent together is generally f***ing inadmissible. Right. Because, because that context or that narrative doesn't matter. Except for... <laughs> She can go in and say, this was completely platonic. We never held hands. We she never said kissed. that. You know, this was a complete, just total straight out friendship. When, and I have no idea why he thought he could have sex with me that night. Right. And then afterwards, I, I didn't really want anything to do with him. And we never got close again afterwards. We were never so, really friends. So now, now we, we can ground really something out. in the evidence. Right. Now we're saying... She's saying this. Now we have all of these messages. There's no smoking gun or whatever. But, no, but it just puts what their relationship is. But we just is. need to be able to support if she continues denying it. Because we don't know. This is pretrial. We don't know what she's going to testify to. But we don't get a right to ask the f***ing question. That's I can't ask the f***ing question. What was your relationship like? Like, did you meet yesterday? Did you meet today? Did the sex assault occur this time because you just came over to his house by f***ing accident? There's nothing. I can't f ask it as a defense lawyer i gotta bring a motion for everything but the crown can do whatever they want so know, you and i, I all of us have to guess and bring a motion and sometimes that motion includes stuff from the statement that would be presumably crown-led evidence crown-led evidence that 
we look at the statement and she's talking about prior sexual activity or prior lack of sexual activity, whatever it is. Um, there's another event in this particular case that, that takes place afterwards. This is something that, sh that was important to her and she thought it was important to tell the police. So we can assume that this is going to be part of her evidence in chief, which means crown-led evidence or prosecutor-led evidence. It's not our evidence, it's her evidence. Correct. And then we were told that we have to bring a separate application to bring in what should be crown-led evidence. It's all on us. So I, I'm going to shut up for most of this episode. There's only two things I want to talk about, but I'll let you take lead. And then two things I'm going to go insane on. So so the two things Wrestling that really... Wrestling on a bed and she slept what is the, over what's the Homer Simpson without thing? having sex. When, when Homer Simpson was doing his little like um, you know news thing, it was like, it really burns my... What's the expression? Grass my gears. It's from Family okay. Guy, Peter. Peter right. Oh, yeah, I love that. Max, our producer. So, so these are the things that really grind my gears from the, the last one. So we wanted to be able to talk about her sleeping over at this person's home and no sex occurs. But there's a Put sleepover. Put that into context. So an allegation occurs on a date. About a month later, the complainant says, can you host a party for me at your home? Host my friends, bring your friends, and set the whole f***ing thing up and have a party. Okay. And so our client, to sleep over. So our client hosts a party, food, alcohol, whatever. He is lovely, a great host. And then she decides to stay over and sleep at his home. And there's no intimacy, no sexual intimacy. No sexual intimacy. But guess what? <laughs> because there's a bed involved. This is other sexual history, apparently. You mean she doesn't sleep in a chair just standing up? like? Sitting? No, but she got... They actually said... They used to have these lawyer, little fainting boards so you could lean back. <laughs> a lawyer for the complainant actually said, you need to bring a separate application. To be able to talk about her sleeping Mr. over... Mr. Newberger, to, to, to cross-examine or tell the court that she slept over that night. And I said, are you f***ing kidding me? Okay, so... Okay, how do I how, how do I explain how the night ended? Yeah. Or, or or better yet, no, it's none of this is relevant. And this is at a point where she says they didn't really hang out anymore. Okay, so let's so talk about. You know what? I'm done. Let's talk about this for a second. Okay, let's talk about this. Let's, let's talk wrestle. about. Let's wrestle. Okay, Joseph. yeah. Here's the other one. Because that's the other one. <laughs> this was the other stupidity. Okay, so this complainant had said, and we're not saying names, but she said, you know, we 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 didn't even hold hands. We didn't even kiss. Basically, Godfather she said, voice. It's a Godfather voice. She's a gangster we, we didn't do gangster. We just we didn't do anything. We're just friends. Okay. Yeah. Totally Don't platonic, encourage him to do voices. sanitized relationship. That's what it is. Totally platonic, sanitized relationship. And and we've got messages about how they used to wrestle together on his bed, and it was very playful. And we agree they didn't have sex, but there was a much more intimate contact. And what I hate about this is, for them, there can be different degrees of intimacy but for us there's no such thing so when you're dating somebody it can be it can be talking it can be cuddling it can be kissing it can be wrestling on a bed whatever it shows some level of contact some growing intimacy some emotional contact something that's fun or playful so we want to just simply cross-examine on how the relationship evolved some of it was with respect to wrestling on the bed and two lawyers said Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wrestling? How hold dare on. you? Wrestling on a bed? Wrestling on a... And I, you know what? I'm sorry if you guys watch this, and I like you guys, but this is f***ing stupid. Wrestling on a bed 
is sex. Are they so weak? Are these women so weak that wrestling on a bed they can't deal with in cross-examination? Like, f*** me. And I've said this before. These arguments, although they're trying to advance... Does you get this? This is the law. This This is is how people get wrongfully convicted. This is my rant now. Sorry, go ahead. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) And I have done this before. It is so insulting to women to say that simple things like a message that says, um, you know, oh, has the love been lost now in our relationship? That something like that, oh, it has an emotion in it. Therefore, she could, her dignity could be, uh, you know, impacted. We're talking about- Explain that to the camera so that the people understand what the f*** that means in law. How? It's absurd. In this day and age, with all the feminist activity, decades, decades, and women, you know, actually being appointed to half the bench, right? Women have made progress. Women are strong. We have fought to make women strong. We've taught them to be strong until the last 10 years. Now all of a sudden we're saying they're so f***ing frail, they can't be asked a simple question about how they felt about somebody based on a message that expressed a minor trivial emotion that will impact their dignity and privacy rights to the point where we have to deny and accuse the right to even talk about whether or not a relationship existed. This is not good for women. This is setting women back. This is taking us back to Victorian era where women need to be protected. Women shouldn't leave their own f***ing home. You're right. This is unbelievable. And any woman who supports this kind of movement and this kind of legislation and this kind of common law development cannot, cannot call themselves a feminist. And it has nothing to do with protecting women who are sexually abused. We are all for, there is absolutely, good for you. We we don't, anybody who, a crime deserves the utmost of investigation, prosecution, and if it's proven beyond a reasonable doubt, right on. People don't need to be victimized. Men, women, children, period. But this is, to what extent are we going to go? And you raised this wonderful, poignant point. We're infantilizing these women. Mm-hmm. We're taking away their rights. We are absolutely, so we're patronizing they them. They can't be expected to deal with their own emotional life. Well, saying it in email, has, Over the, simple has the love been lost? Simple things. Has the love been lost? That's a core emotional expression that goes to the, my dignity and therefore it shouldn't be included in the trial. What the f- are we talking about? Frail, frail equals But this is failed. what we deal with all the time in our courts. So let's go back, because you know the case law on this better than I do. Um, Let's go back and look at what are privacy rights, because people should have privacy rights. And historically, over third-party records, if you want to try and get somebody's psychological records from their therapy and so on, that they have privacy rights. But then there's also, uh, separate from that, there's some case law on text messages that the state obtained versus text messages that one or the other of because every time you send a message so we're shifting gears here we're going to shift in we're, gears we're, we're going to yeah. shift gears so everybody understands so we're talking about you know i'm going to say this calmly the absurdity of some obvious issues that should be very easy to cross-examine on whether people whether somebody stays over a night and there's no sex that shouldn't be uh part of an application whether they wrestle in the bed it's not part of an application whether a woman says or a man says it's brought out of abundance of caution yeah we have no choice but whether a no woman guidance. says uh, you know, a man says, you know, has the love been lost? Th- these are things that, frankly, people should be able to answer. 
and it may have coherence to the defense or to the Crown's case. There's no reason to exclude this type of shit, but this is what we're arguing. And thank God we brought it up out of abundance of caution, because as it turns out, we would have been interrupted mid-trial had we not done it. We'd, we'd be f***ed in a, in a trial, and that's why we do it. We're careful about it. But let's talk about privacy interests, like yeah. real, real privacy interests. So there's two things that's the important. issues behind it. Well, right. Chris is going to explain. So can you help us, one... America, is it? Yeah, but but there's also what 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 it really is a privacy interest. So we're talking about medical or psychological records of a complainant. We can't get them, and for good reason. And then talk about text messaging in general, please, Mister. Mister. Right. Mister. Christopher, can you please talk? To he us magically appears on our podcast from time to time. So the the ability to actually make a coherent uh, argument between uh, privacy rights in the non-sexual and sexual context based on the Supreme Court of Canada's case law is impossible. It's just, it just, it doesn't work. All right. It depends on who you are actually, as it turns out. Well, yeah. yeah. So, so take, for example, yeah. you know, who, who wrote the decision in a case called, uh, America. So America was a case. And that's not America. No, it's, it's spelled much differently. We'll spell it later or on. It, it starts it, with an M. We'll put it on. We'll, we'll put it on. It's probably Morocco. Morocco. Yeah. yeah. Um, so there was a majority in a dissent, and the issue in that case was: Can the police look at the text messages to a non-accused? Uh, in this case, it was a co-accused who was no longer. To a but the right. state took possession of the messages. Yeah, they got it. Right, and they didn't have a warrant. They no, they just took the phone. And looked at it. The the majority actually agreed that the accused had a privacy interest in the text message conversation that that both parties to the conversation both parties would have a privacy interest and exactly. the state intruded between the two. Of them. Right. Good point. So the text messages held on her phone or the co-accused yes. phone, I should say. In that case, it was two guys. The the minority uh, which was a very vigorous minority led by justice Maldiver at the time <coughs> said with a specific concern a specific concern said look you can't you can't pause you know once a text message is sent you don't have a privacy interest it's you don't gone know. whoever you sent it to could it could, could show share it to whoever it, you know they can post it on the internet they can give it to the state they can do whatever they want with it and so on and so forth it is an unreason because we only protect reasonable expectation of privacy unreasonable expectations Say this slowly so everybody gets us right, it's so a very important piece of law and it's so everybody understands in case you want to send out text messages it's going to get right. more complicated once we move to the next decision so the, the foundation of canadian law when it comes to protection of section 8 your right to be free from unreasonable search and seizure you have to first establish a reasonable expectation of privacy that's the first kind of test, the hurdle that you have to meet. If you have, you know, if an individual says, I thought this would be private, you know, uh, putting my garbage out onto the street, uh, I thought it would be private from the state. And in there, I have all my false tax returns. All my false tax returns. You know, the court has said that is an unreasonable expectation of privacy. Right. You know, you've disposed of it and so on. I got to so say, though, quickly, just reasonable and unreasonable is getting very confusing for me it's, it always has it, it it's it's very that's why people hate lawyers right how do you argue this it's very do you fact, define the line 
Very fact specific. What does significant mean? Right. So, <laughs> but the point is, More than trifling. so so Moldave, writing for the majority, says, I mean minority, I should say, in America, says you can't possibly have a reasonable expectation of privacy of any text message you send. Okay, like, that's come really on. The important. minority. That's, that's the minority saying that's... Yeah, but that's the prevailing attitude. But specifically, that's... Moldaver expressed concern that sexual assault complainants right. would not be able to turn over text messages and to the, the police. And in the trafficking area right. and luring in that. That was yeah, a specific that's, that's, concern that's, that's, that's right. the majority was setting it up so that complainants, would, you know, that the... the sexual would assault, be able luring, to human trafficking. Right. So then you get to the decision in uh, JJ in which... <laughs> He's now the in the majority. Okay, so stop because JJ, you're switching. We know what that means, right? JJ so, is another decision. So this new legislation requiring uh, the accused, these applications, you know, requiring these applications for any record, if it's a record or not, whatever we, we anything still we have in our possession, we seek to cross-examine on or tender as evidence. Then we must bring an must application, be and it's constitutional. And so that's the JJ very, very current decision. And they said something very important here that impacts upon privacy of messages. And then, and then he, he flips tack and says, look, a, a complainant has a reasonable expectation of privacy of any text message, you know, he or she sends to their, you know, other person, regardless of whether they're discussing sex, you know, just discussing so Anandine and Canada is a one-party recording country. Like, so in the states, they have some places where you have to have everybody has to know they're being recorded. What you're saying is, if you record a conversation in Canada, you need one-party consent. Yeah. So if I'm having a conversation with Max, our producer, or Marcy, my wife, he's very cute. <laughs> By the way, I'm not saying that, but he is. And, and available. Um, but if I re- <laughs> if I record that, and so it's just a two-way conversation, it's legal. Go ahead. In JJ, they say, no, you have, you can't actually adduce that evidence because there's a privacy interest, right? Of the complainant. Of the complainant in the text messages. So the accused can't consent Very important. to simply, you know, waiving the privacy interest for the purposes of, of. Now, what is astonishingly slow, it's nonsensical. So important <laughs> what's astonishingly nonsensical is the following an accused can stand up and you know if, if he's not talking about sex all right mm-hmm. you know in a sexual assault trial he's able to talk about all sorts of aspects of his relationship Not according to the cases i run no no he's allowed to talk about we'll all talk so- about it in another episode about all sorts you know i know but you'll be surprised what they're arguing just hold on a second okay I'll all sorts up. of aspects he can he can give oral evidence. As long as it's not in a documentary form. But the moment... <laughs> Maybe. The moment he has the receipts in the form of the text messages, he can't deduce them. Right, because right? they're in a documentary form. So, so the moment... It, it becomes magical. And who does it apply to? There's an Only actual the section. Accused. There's an actual section called Who Does This Apply To? This new legislation. The accused. And they made sure... So, so here I'm going to lay this out in a very clear way because it can get very slow, complicated. Slow, because people, so, so here's, we get all sorts of questions. Here's an to example. Clarify this, so just, here's an example. Just take it slow. So, let's say a complainant gives a screenshot of a message and a screenshot of another message, and it turns out from the accused records, there's messages missing in the middle. Yeah. The crown, the or the prosecutor in the states, uh, they're a little bit different on the states in terms of this kind of legislation, but. 
so the you know the prosecutor can use message a and b from the complainant but if the accused wants to put the messages in the middle in it's presumptively inadmissible say that again the accused presumably is engaging in some sort of rape myth if they want to provide the messages that go between screenshot a and screenshot b so but to show point, she's but cherry leaving picking. aside rape myths which right if the if the complainant gives a and b She's got a privacy right. Actually, let's do it She's this way. She's got a way. privacy right in the I, messages. I was never good with, with math. She cut out. Let's say the complaint gives A and C, but B's missing. Right. A and C are presumptively admissible. Because the complainant submitted them. But if the accused, but if the accused wants, wants to, submit to fill in B, the gap. For context, that's a no-no. We, it's presumptively inadmissible. We have to bring an application to explain why. And they, they put in JJ a section saying, who does this legislation apply to? And they made sure that nothing the complainant turns over could be deemed inadmissible. In so the Crown has no obligation. They can just get away with anything. Yeah, and, and this legislation is designed to enhance convictions. And they can also actually, block right? us actually, from and... talking about things she said in her statement. Okay. Do women want and, this? No, no. Well, listen to me. Do women really want Let's let Chris make his point. If go back to another Supreme Court of Canada decision in which the you know the, in the facts in that case was uh, were. where the complainant was you know the, the the victim in that case she died grammar Nazi was a <laughs> uh, uh, was, was a sex trade worker all right and the Crown uh, you know. Adduce that evidence, just proceeded on that basis. And in the, the Supreme Court said that was wrong, okay, because it was just part of the narrative about right. how these two people, you know, got narrative, together. that's one of the dirty words of right. sex assault trials. And the Supreme Court said, wait a second, that apply, you know, the defense wouldn't be able to adduce evidence that the, you know, the complainant victim was a sex trade worker. Crown. You are at the same standard, mm -hmm. right? All right, we'll move three years later, and you get to JJ, and they say, yeah, actually, Crown, you're not at the same standard. Correct. Again, how you mesh these decisions is logically inconsistent. Just stop stop and think, like, literally. Let's talk about this for a second. What, what, what's going on? An accused is able to say, this person, I can testify, right? As an accused, mm -hmm. I can testify and say the complainant threatened that she would make a false allegation unless I paid her $1,000. She would report me and destroy my life. I'm allowed to testify to that. That's pretty cheap, actually. I'm Okay, $10,000, all right? Okay. Well, she yeah. knows I'm on a budget. Yeah, up all the right? stakes, up the stakes. $10,000. She knows your net worth. She, she knows... <laughs> No comment. You have no investment no portfolio. Comment. So, I drive a Hyundai 2006 accent. It's true. Around. I've seen it. Yeah. They all think. I won't anyway, do it. I pulled in the back of her building. Point of the matter is, the accused is, you know, the, there are d things that are evidence. Testimony is evidence. Yeah. The accused yeah. is able to present that evidence. The accused is not required. But hold on. The accused is not required to ask the judge, can I, can I, you can I testify? Last well, yeah. Well, can I testify? <laughs> I'm going to say one thing. Right? Hold I on a second. Let me, here. Can I, can I testify to that? All right. But the moment that the accused says, 
she actually texted it to me. All I, of a sudden, I can't. The game changes. But I got news I can't. for you. I got news for you. It's worse than That's that. It's insane. Now. Yeah, we're being told that we can't cross-examine on right. issues raised by the Crown in the in the last couple of applications. So this actually came up in... This is not about text This actually messages came up anymore. in uh, RV. That's all right. Well, it's okay, but it, it's not... I it, bathe it, in whiskey it won't all the stay. time. It's fine. It's a really nice navy. You'll be okay. But but let's talk about this. So no, Seriously, but, for one second, please. I'm, I'm begging everybody Well, I am going to be serious. Yeah. Just I have here. a case Diana, to talk here. about. I have a but case this to is talk really about. important. I'm going to run long on this for a second. I can just, so just, I can just suck stop. the liquid Stop. My stop. <laughs> this is really serious. Okay? This is something we're facing right now, which is not a f***ing joke. No, I know. It's not. Okay? So it's not just about text messages. It's not just about text messages. When we get into this application, what we're facing is an objection to our line of cross-examination. So we are facing complainants, lawyers, and not so much the Crown attorneys. They're actually much better. But the complainants, lawyers are saying, no, 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 (laughs) no. They can't ask these questions. It's not relevant. They can't say that she lied because she was pissed off that he broke off the relationship and so she made an allegation against him. No, no, that's a myth. That's not relevant. All this line of cross-examination, all this theory that they put out in their application is irrelevant. It is myth-based reasoning. F*** you, it's not admissible. That's their, that's their, that's their objection now. Do you know what upsets me? Is that- But this is crazy. Is when they read out- Oh, When they read out the grounding of her evidence, she said this in her police- And we lay it out. We lay it out, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. We f***ing lay it out. You know why? Because we have to. And we want to be fair. Here it is. Here's our defense. Like it or not, here it is. And they go, A, B, C, D, E is not admissible. You can't say a word. You can't. Here, here, we're going to go one step further. You can't even ask about consent anymore. This is where we're getting. This is where we're going. Complainant lawyers actually are overstepping their boundaries. That JJ, one of the few good things they did was they they set in, because you were reading from it, they said in that um, that the judge decides what's a record and what isn't a record. That means the judge decides, is there an expectation of privacy? All of these complainant lawyers go, this should be a record. Yeah. You know what? Sorry, you don't have standing on that. And they can only make submissions on things found to be records. So that's a little bit technical, but, but the, they're getting in way ahead of the game. You're but right. the thing that annoys me more is when, as I've seen, they read out stuff that we're saying, we think this is relevant because the complainant said blah in their police statement, transcript, page number, blah. And they go, that's not the way I read it. It's like, are you testifying for your complainant now? Because how you interpret it is clearly not relevant. It's the fact that it could be interpreted in a number of ways and we interpret it this way. Right. They cannot make submissions saying how the, uh, that is an issue for trial. And we cannot let these pretrial applications replace trials. You're right, 100%. But let me go back. Your client's accused of murder. Yes. He takes the stand. Yes. He or she takes the, he or she takes the stand and says, I didn't do it. Yes. Can they do that? Yes. Can we do that? To say that the sex didn't happen is usually a rape myth. That's actually in case law. Holy f***ing I need a lobotomy. <laughs> To deny somebody the defense of saying in a sexual assault case that no sex <clears throat> actually took place because to say such a thing would be a rape myth, 
by by saying a, a complainant is somehow lying about having a, a sexual act take place, that is denying somebody a core fundamental defense. The complainant says sex occurred on Saturday. DQ says, uh, uh, we didn't have sex. We went to uh In fact, I've Starbucks. never met this person in my life. <laughs> no, no. We went to Starbucks. We had a uh, grande green tea latte. Uh, she had a pumpkin spice latte. We went for a walk. It was really nice. Uh, we then stopped at a pub and we had a couple of drinks and then I walked her home. And I sent her a text at 7 o'clock and the, the, the assault's supposed to have taken place at 10 saying, hey, have a good night at 7 o'clock. Yeah, look forward to seeing That's you That's a again. rape myth. That's a rape myth. And then myth, for though. some reason, there's an allegation of sexual assault. Okay, and, and some of you may say, well, why would she say that if it didn't happen? But let's just set this scenario. And then the accused it's wants... It's the framing of the arguments. Like, I understand their purpose, but they've gone so far overreach. But, but you're, that I'm embarrassed you're to be a woman. Correct. I'm almost embarrassed to be a woman now, if that's what it it's means. It's robbing you of your agency and your own... Not robbing me. I'm totally fine. No, it's I robbing know, everyone but, else. <laughs> no, but 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 then but then the accused says, look... Uh, and our poor children I, I, growing up. We went up. to Starbucks. <laughs> we had two lattes, pumpkin spice. I had a whatever. Green tea. Green tea. Thank you. Green tea latte. We went to Do a I look pub. like a pumpkin spice girl? <laughs> you don't. He, he does. But um, yes, he does. And then, and then you went to a pub. You had a couple of drinks. You you walked her home, and you left. So he's saying, in his defense, I don't know what the f you're talking about. I didn't have sex. Well, but but here's the thing: it's actually in law to say that the denial that you had sex with the complainant is a f***ing rape myth. I know. Pause. Is this where we are? That saying, I didn't do it because in a homicide you say I didn't f***ing shoot him. Is what is there? Is there another offense in law that no. your denial of it is a myth? Is no. this how we want to raise our daughters to think that they have no agency and that they have no, they're so frail that every single text message they sent, no matter how benign, is going to violate their dignity? You're right. I don't think that's Is what there we another want for our offense under law where you can't deny the offense? No. Good night, Done. everybody. Like, subscribe, tweet. Yes. Leave comments if you wish, but we will, we're probably not going to read them. Send the facts. No, I will. I do. You do. Email. You do actually read them. But that's crazy. Oh, he stays up late reading the comments. I do. It's crazy. I do not. I don't read. This is crazy. You don't read your emails, dude. I've I've never seen a podcast. He's never watched one podcast. I don't even know if this is really on air. I've just been told it has. I wish I had that oblivion. <laughs> no, but right. really, we're in a, we're in another realm. I know it's as if Pluto didn't exist. Oh yeah, it's not a planet. People care though. It's a dwarf planet. People care. Come on, it's a dwarf planet.